Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, fellow gamers! Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? Welcome to the Video Gamers Podcast. We are three lifelong gamer dads. Today we are here to deep dive Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, I want to talk to Josh, but there is no Josh. There is only Zool. Are you the key master? (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) All right. And then joining Josh and me, he is the undisputed pickleball champion, defeating Josh decidedly six to four. It's Ryan. Ryan, (laughs) did you put him up to this? Maybe. (laughs) I told you Josh would not expect it. This was perfect. (laughs) I wish you guys could have seen his eyes right now. He just lit up. I don't know that I like this trend of you two having these little secret (laughs) things going on and then springing them on me on the show. I mean, I kind of do like it. But also, uh, Ryan lost a few games, too. Yeah, I heard you were up big, Josh, but then Ryan said you majorly choked and and lost the last few. Uh, I got tired. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Must be because he's 51 now. Oh, all right. That's it. Rematch. Rematch. <laughs> 1v1 me, bro. Oh, boy. All right. Well, you know what? We are here to talk about Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. This is a deep dive that's been a long time coming. We've been able to jump in this game and play it quite a bit. Josh, do you want to remind our listeners, or maybe tell them if they haven't heard the pre-dive, why is it that we're covering this game? Oh, we just love Ghostbusters, guys. (laughs) Who doesn't want to play a Ghostbusters game? Uh, No. So the reason that we are covering Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed is because Morgal went legendary and hijacked a host and exercised his rights. Oh, right. To pick a game Mm -hmm. for one of us to play hijacked a host. Morgal picked Ryan to play Ghostbusters spirits unleashed. We did our reveal episode on that a little while back. You can go check that out. Um, but Morgal picked Ryan because he said, listen, Ryan claims to love all multiplayer games. This is a game that me and my buddies played a lot. We had a ton of fun with it. Uh, Morgal felt like it was drastically underknown as a game. None of us had ever heard of it before then. Um, and so we all jumped in. Now, normally we don't all jump into a game that somebody gets picked to play, but in this one, being that it's a multiplayer game, we said, you know what? 
let's all just check it out. We'll play with Ryan. We'll have some fun and we'll see amongst the three of us if this game lands or if it doesn't. So that is why we are covering this game. Thank you to Morgal for going legendary, supporting the show, and also throwing games at us that we've never heard of before or tried. Yeah. And we didn't leave Ryan out to dry. We jumped in, gave it the old college try. I will say Ryan played a lot more than we did. I think Ryan felt like he needed to be the in-house expert. I think Josh (laughs) and I played enough just to be able to talk about the game and to know what it is. We definitely played several matches here. I was kind of curious to ask you guys before we actually start talking about the game, what is your guys' relationship to the Ghostbuster movies? Like, did you watch them growing up? Are you very fond of them? What do you think? That's before my time. Wait. Being the be, being the resident youngster here. No, no I uh they they were a little bit before my time, but I definitely did watch Ghostbusters. I loved the cartoons as a kid i you know it's definitely um an a thing an entity if you will that i i've been heavily invested in since i was a kid so it was always cool and i mean the music's so great something strange in your neighborhood Cue the music. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) No copyright infringement there. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So as the resident old guy of the show, I love Ghostbusters, dude. And whether you love Ghostbusters or not, there is no denying that Ghostbusters is iconic pop culture. Yep. Um, I I mean, it's just, it, it is one of those things that carries through time. I know that there's a ton of people that have probably said, yeah, I've never seen it. It holds up. It's really, really good. Um, So for me, hearing about a Ghostbusters game got me very excited because I was like, oh, I love the Ghostbusters. And in the pre-dive, I remember saying, man, can you imagine if you get to like shoot the proton packs and like, you know, you've got the beams (laughs) and you're trying to like wrangle the ghost and stuff. Well, turns out that's in this game. It's all in there. (laughs) See, it's kind of funny because for me, I've talked a little bit about my upbringing in a religious cult. And anything with ghosts was strictly prohibited. I was not allowed to watch or do anything Ghostbusters related. I was a good kid. I didn't rebel. I didn't sneak this stuff at friends' houses or anything like that. I remember really wanting to see the movie Casper when it came out in the 90s, because I was like in fifth grade or something. Oh, Christina Ricci. It's, yep. Yep. Nope, it's got ghosts. Can't, Can't do it. So I don't think I saw Ghostbusters until I was about 20 or 21. That is the first time I saw it. I have no nostalgia for Ghostbusters. I did not like it the first time I saw it, but it did grow on me later. I think at the time I just didn't get like Bill Murray humor and that yeah. all came later. So for me, when I heard we were doing a Ghostbusters game, it definitely did not activate any like nostalgia for me. And I was curious if that came into play for you guys, like Ryan, you in particular, since you got chosen, were you like, Oh, I love Ghostbusters. I can't wait to get in here. I did not not as much as maybe some other things, but the thought of like Josh said, you know, shooting the proton pack, throwing out the traps, being just in that world that you've watched for so many years is just something cool. And so you always hope and pray that they do it right. You know, like I, I want to be in this world, but I want it to be enjoyable and fun. So yeah, it, it was. Uh, I was definitely excited to 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 get into that. 
So before we jump into the Steam description here, we would like to ask everyone out there, if you have not already, just take a moment, rate our show five stars. If you have an iPhone, leave a written review. And also, if you like what we do and want to support our show and help keep it running, you can sign up for Patreon over at MultiplayerSquad.com. Starts at five bucks a month, and then you will get bonus episodes. You'll get a shout out on the show, uh, Discord perks, all kind of stuff. And if you go legendary like Morgau, you could also hijack one of us to play any game of your choosing. So once again, you can sign up at MultiplayerSquad.com. All right, here's the Steam description for Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. This is a fun, I love when the description itself calls the game fun. (laughs) This is a fun multiplayer game, perfect for all skill levels. Four proton pack wielding Ghostbusters attempt to catch a ghost haunting unique locations in asymmetrical multiplayer battles. As players progress, they will unlock cosmetics and upgrades for both Ghostbusters and ghosts to evolve their gameplay experiences. The look and feel will deliver to fans an immersive experience in the universe, allowing them to play out their ghost-busting fantasies. Whether hunting or haunting, the game is easy to learn and fun to master. All right, so I think that's a pretty good description. If our listeners out there are at all familiar with Dead by Daylight or Friday the 13th, this is exactly the same basic idea. You have a team of four Ghostbusters trying to capture a ghost, and you have someone playing as the ghost trying to haunt the map and survive all the way to the end. Is that a a fair description? Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. It's 4v1 is your basic premise. Yeah. So let's start to break down gameplay. I think we should start with the perspective of the Ghostbuster. Because in the very beginning, you have to play as the Ghostbuster. Four out of the five players at all times are Ghostbusters. So let's go ahead and, and, and kind of, you know, start there. You can queue for a match. You can do private matchmaking with friends. You can do ghost bounties. You have daily and weekly challenges to earn XP and level up your Ghostbuster. Uh, you get to unlock cosmetics, stuff like that. So when you are a Ghostbuster, you pop into a match. And what do you just start doing like what are you doing throughout the match you're Run. look looking for the ghost man you're a ghost buster <laughs> yeah. there's a ghost that needs busting so you got to find that ghost and, and how does that work how uh, are you going to track a ghost down well now these are wily ghosts and the ghosts have abilities and one of those abilities is to hide or haunt an object and um, you can I'll uh, seek and destroy if I'm getting the game right because I've never played it. But, you know, people will be familiar with like Call of Duty where maybe it makes you a bucket of paint and you have to go and you have to hide somewhere on the map. And then the other team is trying to find everybody that's hiding. That is the premise for Ghostbusters. Uh, and as the ghost, you can haunt or possess these objects. Now, I'm going to get this wrong because there's haunting and there's possession and they're different. So forgive me for using them interchangeably there, but they actually are different. Um, But basically you possess these objects and then you hide within them. The Ghostbusters think you're just a, you know, a wet floor sign or a bucket of paint or any number of things that you can possess in the game and kind of hide from them. And they can track you down using their, their PKE meter, uh, which is a ghost hunting tool right like <laughs> sure <laughs> and it kind yeah, of just points in the direction and says hey there's some energy readings this direction and as you run that direction the readings will get stronger and then ultimately you can pinpoint where the ghost is and say oh it must be this right here 
and then you've found the ghost, you can stun it using the PKE blast and then try to, you know, grab onto it with your proton packs and hopefully guide it into one of the traps. Yeah. So you've got a few pieces of gear and definitely in the beginning, you're immediately pulling out your PKE meter. Uh, Ryan, do you want to maybe talk a little bit more about how the PKE meter works? Because it, it'll point not just to the ghost, but it can also point to rifts. Yes. So I feel like when you're the Ghostbuster, you're primarily running around with your PKE meter until you have a reason to swap to other gear. Yeah, play, playing as much as I did, you can tell, um, especially if you were the ghost, what kind of uh, Ghostbusters you were playing against. Because if they're just running around with their proton packs, you're like, okay, I'm I'm golden, you know? <laughs> but the yeah. guys that would run with their PKE meters, they were good, man. They would, uh, you'd search around, you you get kind of a directional arrow that would lead you to either the rifts, which allow you to respawn as the ghost, or um, or to the ghost itself. So as you go, it kind of gives you a hit meter on, you know, and it'll turn red when you're closer, closer, and then it'll just kind of go a full red circle with all the arrows and like, you know, go haywire, like, hey, there's a ghost right here, or there's something, you know, otherworldly. So um, you would you'd use that as you go around. Like Josh said, you can use it as a stun, if it is the ghost, it will be stunned. But um, yeah, use that PKA mirror to to cruise around, find that artifacts or the ghost to kind of stop the haunt of the facility you're at, wherever you're going. Now, I've played as the we. I think we've all played as the ghost, it, yeah. and in a game like this, when it's you know four v one, a lot of people want to be the one and play as the ghost. There is nothing more terrifying than watching a Ghostbuster come into your room with the PKE meter out because <laughs> yeah. you know you're caught. Like, that's the thing is it's like, I remember hiding from you guys and you guys have no clue where I am, right? I round a corner, I, I possess something and it's like, you guys go running by and then I watch and it's like, Ryan uh, stops, pulls out his PKE meter and you see him turn in all these directions and I'm like, <laughs> no, no, don't, don't like just running <laughs> and then it's like you see him home in on you and you're like dang it and now you got to pop out of this object as the ghost in front of the ghostbusters and try to run at that point and that's a bad place to be as the ghost because they're instantly going to whip out the proton packs and start zapping your ghost butt so it, it really did add that like tension and that fear when you would see somebody running around with the pke meter Oh, 100%. So you're running around with the PKE meter basically to find something. And then once you find the actual ghost, the game does have a ping system. And I would say this game heavily relies on voice comms, if oh, yeah. at all possible. If you're just pinging in game, I think it's going to be pretty hard to capture the ghosts. So basically, once you find the actual ghost, we would basically start screaming and saying the ghost is over here and you'd start pinging it and we would all try to run and catch up and at that point you're going to swap out your pke meter for your proton pack you pull out your beam you can hit the ghost and with that beam it's kind of like a tractor beam you can pull the beam in closer or further away you can move it left and right and you can throw down a ghost trap that you have to manually operate so you throw down a trap you have to turn it on Try to use your beam to get the ghost over the trap, and then they'll get sucked into the trap, and now you have caught the ghost. Now, the ghost can still respawn as long as there are rifts in the game. Yeah. So, it is interesting that once the group finds the ghost, you almost have to try to work out a rotation. Like, okay, I'm going to stun the ghost with my PKE meter, but the problem is once you activate that stun, 
it has a really long cooldown. Yeah. Yes. I don't know exactly what it is, but you can't use your PKE meter at all. So if you activate that stun, you have to make sure that you're making good use of it because if you don't capture the ghost, you're kind of running around for like 60 seconds and you can't really do anything because without that PKE meter, you have no clue where to head or what to do. So there's definitely a lot of teamwork. And then um, similarly, your proton pack only works for so long. So it's a little bit of like, okay, Josh, do you got it? I'm going to let go. And then you can grab the ghost and then I can start, you know, quote unquote, reloading in order to activate it again. So this is kind of like the gameplay loop, right? It's And we'll get into ghost abilities in a minute, but you are using your meter, find the ghost, work as a team, try to stun lock it, try to get it into this trap, and then you're going to do that multiple times. Now, in order to win the match, you have to catch the ghost three times or you have to destroy all the other rifts and then the ghost cannot respawn. Now, I thought this was kind of a little bit of an interesting mechanic, but I will say destroying those rifts takes forever. It takes oh, a long so time, long. man. <laughs> it, so it, I was long. actually surprised like when you so the rifts are embedded in just normal everyday items that are in these levels and these levels are fairly large and they are cram packed with stuff so it's good for the ghost because the ghost could be hiding in any kind of object it's good for hiding the rifts because again a rift could be you know hidden inside uh you know a cup that's sitting on the table a cardboard box a mop bucket i mean it literally could be anything and so there is a layer of strategy there that says, hey, we can just find the ghost and try to capture him, you know, three times, or we can have somebody that is looking for the rifts. And once you find a rift, that is taking away a respawn for the ghost. So it basically accomplishes the same thing. The problem is, I feel like it takes longer to destroy a rift than it does to capture the ghost. <laughs> like, <laughs> totally. this thing's got a yeah. lot of hit points, man. And it just takes a while. Even with like three people all blasting that rift, it, it you know, there definitely is like you just sitting there just holding your beam on that thing for 30, 45 seconds at times. Now, I will say they give you a little target that kind of pops up at some point. And if you yeah. aim for that target, you kind of get bonus damage. It's like crits. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it still takes a while. It's a little bit like Rust with Chopping Trees, where they're like, you know what? This is kind of boring, so let's just give you a little X to aim for, yeah. and it'll cut down the tree a little quicker. It's exactly the same idea. The problem is, I think we would always get so focused if we found a rift that we would all just bundle up together, which made it very easy for a ghost to go create havoc off on their own or to yep. even come up and very easily do an AoE attack, which you know we'll get into momentarily. Now, as the Ghostbusters, you are running up against a clock here because the ghost is going around haunting the map. You can see on the top of your screen, there's a meter for how much it's haunted. And so you're trying to capture that ghost three times before they can finish haunting the map. And at the same time, as the ghost is haunting things, people are freaking out and getting scared. They're running for the exits. Part of what you can do as a Ghostbuster is a very odd little mini game where you can try to stop someone from sprinting and kind of like talk them off the ledge. And uh, a little meter starts to fill and you have to try to like hit the button when it hits a, a little space. So it's like a timing quick time event. And if you succeed that, 
then you basically buy like 30 seconds where that person won't start running for the exits. And I did notice in a lot of our matches, I think if people don't really understand how the game works, we had matches where like Josh was the ghost and Ryan and I are actually trying to track him down. And we have two teammates that are doing nothing but calming down citizens (laughs) for the entire match. And you're never going to catch the ghost when you have teammates doing that. So this game does, it does also kind of depend on like your squad makeup. If you have really poor teammates, sometimes you can tell right away, oh, we're not going to win this match. Yeah. Yeah. The the only times I would calm people was, you know, after that uh, PKE meter uh, stun blast. And I'm like, well, I can't find them. I'm going to go calm some people down. I'd look for the, you know, the orange, you know, people that are super freaked out and calm them down. But I did, I did like some of the, uh, the voiceover work they did for that, like what they were talking. Oh, is this your first, you know, ectoplasmic experience or, you know, something <laughs> crazy? Oh, yeah. did you almost died. Well, you won't die today, you know, probably, you know, and just different things like that. I thought it was kind of neat and funny the way they put those in, but yeah. Oh, it was, there's nothing wrong. Don't yeah. worry about it. This is totally normal. We got it under control. <laughs> this is my third one today, you know, it's just stuff like that. Yeah. So it was, it was funny to see how they kind of put that little bit of flair, you know, in there as far as some comedic kind of responses to, to calm the people down. Did it did it feel like a chore to you guys with the calming down of the civilians? Because I know as the ghost, if you can get the civilians to flee, that's one of the best ways that you can like up the heart oh, yeah. level of the area. So the ghost is legitimately really trying to, to scare people. But it kind of felt like a chore to me. It's almost like if I was going to make an analogy to like another game, it's like washing the dishes and overcooked. You know, yeah. it's like this really isn't fun i get that it's necessary but i don't i did not find the calming the civilians part to be enjoyable at all like i get it from a strategy like hey you're trying to calm down the situation that this ghost is causing but that was one of those mechanics that to me was like the generator in dead by daylight where it's just like dude this is not a fun gameplay mechanic at all (laughs) it just takes too long and it's not creative enough out of everything in the game, I would say that's probably the weakest point. I, I don't know how to necessarily make it better, but it was also frustrating because sometimes you were chasing civilians and they're just faster. Than yeah. You, and you can't catch them. So sometimes I would be like trying to stop someone. Wait for me. I got little legs. They're leading me on a wild goose chase for 20 full seconds. Now they finally stop. Now I'm spending 15 seconds doing this mini game just to buy 30 seconds of calmness And so it didn't always really feel like it was really worth it. I kind of feel like people are going to get scared and eventually you're going to kind of miss them anyway. And so for better or worse, I just kind of would ignore civilians unless I had nothing else to do. Like Ryan mentioned. Yeah. Now, one other funny element of this is that you do have to be careful with your beams because it will not just track the ghost it'll destroy things on the map (laughs) yeah (laughs) so similar to like you know the ghostbusters movies you're going to be held accountable for damage you do to the place and it does keep a running track of how much damage you've caused and one of my favorite things about games like this and I, i will give ghostbusters a lot of credit here i think there's nothing more fun than a match ending and you get to see everyone's stats and it kind of breaks them down where you get to see like most damage to riffs Um, most times you helped someone else, you know, track the ghost and things of that nature. And I always loved looking at how much damage was done to the map because inevitably, 
someone's like, you know, eight to ten thousand dollars. I'm just like, what on earth are you doing in this match? I've never caused just that started much damage. blasting boys. Yeah, <laughs> there's a little bit of that. Ghostbusters going on. may or may not have a large base of younger children playing, and I would get into matches and I'd see them just not even have their PKE meter out, and they were just blasting every single thing they could. Oh, as no. they walked by. <laughs> and I'd just be laughing, walking behind them. I'm like, oh, man. Hey, if you destroy everything, there's nowhere the ghost can hide. Maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's the strategy. Big brain, big brain. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a short break, and we'll come right back and talk about what it's like to be the ghost. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, we are back. Let's switch and talk a little bit about the perspective of being the ghost. Now, I will fully admit, I only played as the ghost once, and that was intentional. I hate playing that side of asymmetrical games. I do That's not want to be so the one weird. off by myself. That's like hate the weirdest it. thing to me, man. <laughs> I, I know, hate I it love so much. Everybody else is like, it. I'm queuing ghost, I'm queuing ghost. And Paul's like, you can have it. I don't want it. No, not at all. Out of the three of us, I was the one who was the ghost first. And yeah. you guys are talking to each other and chasing me down. I'm like, how is this fun for me? Like, I want to be part of the the group, the team environment of, of, you know, busting that ghost. I did not like playing as the ghost at all. You guys are going to be able to talk far more about it than I can. But when you do play as the ghost, there are several ghosts that you can choose from. There's actually a lot. I didn't There's count, lot, but I think it's yeah. like 40, some somewhere right around there. They all have different stats and attributes. Um, when you play as the ghost, you do start moving around the map. You have different abilities that you can use. I think you have three abilities total, but as you level up, you can swap them out because you'll unlock new abilities. Um, to give you a couple ideas, you can do like one ability where you summon a bunch of spirit minions that just kind of you know immediately spawn next to you. They start creating some havoc. They really are just there to, d- to distract the Ghostbusters. You can possess inanimate objects, like Josh mentioned, like that wet floor sign or a security camera or something. And you also can can have like an ultimate ability, which is where you, like if you're Slimer, you can do this mass AOE where you slime everyone who's within the area of effect. And basically, if you get slimed, it's almost as if you're like down but not out. You have to like brush all the slime off you. Or someone else can come help you do that as well to do it quicker. And then you kind of go back to playing the game like normal. Um, You know, I felt like running around as the ghost. I probably just didn't do it enough. I found it to be a little bit boring. I felt like with the cooldowns, I didn't have enough stuff to do. So was I just playing it wrong? Yeah. Or like, how did you, you were, guys yes. feel as you, you played it wrong? <laughs> you were 100% playing it wrong. Because I loved on that, on that for like you said, you were the first one to play. And I, I had been on for a little bit before you guys hopped in, in with me. And so you were able to join my match. And then that's, you know, lo and behold, Paul becomes the ghost, but he hadn't done the tutorial. So then I haunted a million chairs. That's all I remember. That's the thing. That's what I have in here in my show notes with the quotes. Because right away, Paul's like, there's only there's only three buttons. I only have three attacks. And then he's like, well, 
I haunted a bunch of chairs. Here you go. Yep. <laughs> and, and when Ryan walked in that room, because I didn't say that, Ryan just starts laughing and he's like, this room's full of haunted chairs. Because I'm like, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I'm just trying to like run away and hunt this building. And I don't know. Which is kind of the right thing to do. Because each each section of each base like or, or level, if you will, like they have a, a haunt meter alone from like the major haunt meter. So each one you can haunt like if you're on um, the hospital area, the surgical room. Then the lobby. Right. Then so there's different areas. So the more you it's haunt, divided. Yeah, it's divided. So the so the more you haunt, the better. But um, yeah, man, the ghost is one super OP. It's so overpowered compared to the Ghostbusters when you know how to use it. I learned that uh, specifically playing with Morgau and uh, his buddies. Um, I got absolutely curb stomped after I thought I was gonna be <laughs> pretty dang good after like you know 10, 15 hours in, and then um. Yeah, it's just it's it's one of those things that once you learn how to how to do it, you learn to go and and where to move around, how to move up and down throughout the facilities. Like it's the ghost has a lot to offer that you don't learn right away until you kind of play it a little bit. See, I and this is no shade of Paul either, because obviously, like I said, he didn't like he just kind of skipped through the tutorial for the ghost. You were the very first one and you just kind of went, I don't get being the ghost. Yeah, we wanted to get started. And then I remember being the ghost the first time and I was like, oh, it's finally time. And I I was like, I am going to win as the ghost. <laughs> like, you two are not going to catch me. And then you two started whining because you're like, Josh, this is so boring because I'm like, I'm hiding from you guys. I would, you, you guys would find me and then I would escape and then I would float around a corner and instantly possess an object. And then you guys would come hot on my tail and just run straight past me. And I would just kind of rinse and repeat that over and over and over again. And then you guys were like, well, this is kind of boring because we can't find you. And then I started realizing that, oh, I can attack you guys too. Like the ghost has abilities to kind of fight back. And then I made it fun to just kind of slap you both around a little bit where it was like, I'd slime you, I'd use an ability. You can kind of almost like manually attack. And if you, the ghost can hurt the Ghostbusters. It's not, I mean, not hurt, but he can slime them to where they're kind of down for like 10 seconds and incapacitated, which then gives you time to get away. I thought playing the ghost was a lot of fun because you're playing a high risk game of hide and seek at that point. Like the way that being the ghost works is you have a certain amount of energy that you can expend to either haunt things or use your ghost abilities. But as that energy drains, the only way to make it come back is to possess an object. And so you actually have to hide inside something to regenerate that energy. And that gives the Ghostbusters a chance to kind of catch up to you if they're smart using their PKE meters. And that's where I say that terror of watching Paul or Ryan come in with the PKE meter and realize that they are going to find me. Like, when do I jump out? When can I get away? Really added a lot to that. Um you know, and, and so you do unlock other types of ghosts. There's nine actual ghost types. And then in each one of those, as you level up the ghost, you kind yeah. of just get a different skin for it. So I think there's actually like 27 different like skins for ghosts. But there are nine ghosts that you can actually level up. And they have different abilities. Some of them haunt faster. Some of them do more damage to the Ghostbusters, stuff like that. But yeah, for me, I thought being the ghost was a lot of fun. 
Unless you came up against people that absolutely knew what yeah. they were doing, like Ryan did, because then it's like, wait a minute, now I get to see what happens when there's a coordinated team. Well, and that really was the problem things. with your first game as a ghost, Josh. Ryan and I were so bored because we had two teammates who literally were doing nothing. Yeah. And Ryan and I were like, we we can't keep you enough to trap you. Yeah. And you would just slime us and then run away. And Ryan and I are pinging stuff and our teammates aren't helping at all. And so you absolutely won. I don't think we even trapped you a single time. And then the very next game, you were the ghost again. But Ryan and I had good teammates. And I think we busted you. I swear, it, it, I, I think it was like 120 seconds and the game was over. So it is weird that you can have some matches that are like really competitive. But I felt like so many of our matches were pretty lopsided. And I'm guessing that's just that happens more as you're new. And I think ideally, if you can play with a lot of people of the same skill level, but yeah. there's not like an MMR system, there's just not enough people who play it. But if a lot of people did, I think having like an MMR system would make this game play a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it wasn't fun to... And, and that is very true. To defend y'all's honor, the match where I just was the ghost and just crushed you guys, you had two people yeah. that had zero clue what they were doing. So it literally was just Paul and Ryan which is half a team and I could and just we didn't know what we were doing when I wanted to. So it really <laughs> does. Yeah, it really does matter in that regard. Um, you know, but I would say that if you have a coordinated team of Ghostbusters with a ghost that knows what they're doing, that is where the height of the game really shines at that point, because you are doing like strategy versus strategy at that point. Yeah. Now, another big part of the gameplay kind of swinging back to the Ghostbusters side of things you do have a gadget that you get to equip and take with you on a mission. And there are four different gadgets t in total. You start out with a grappling hook. So a lot of these levels, you know, they're, they're, they're vertical. You can pull out a grapple hook. It works relatively slow, but it saves you time. So you don't have to go run to the stairs. So if the ghost is floating up to the second floor, you can kind of catch up relatively quickly. Uh, later, you can unlock and equip a radar pack which has like a small radius, but it'll highlight if any ghosts go through it. There are ionizer pods, which release gas that slow down ghosts. Um, it only has three charges, but you can recharge them at the uh, little kit, uh, the what cart. do they call it? Like yeah, a, the at cart. the uh, gear, gear cart. Gear yeah, cart, at the yeah. very beginning. And then finally, you can unlock ecto goggles, which are kind of like green night vision, but they let you see ghosts and rifts through walls. Now, for me, I only played enough to unlock the radar pack. I didn't get to unlock the ladder two, but I was kind of curious to hear from you guys. How'd you feel about I, this gadget I liked system? It. Um, I didn't use it as much as I probably should have, but mainly because I was always trying to be the ghost. But <laughs> the radar one was my favorite. Um, you could put that in those corridors, and then it'll just be kind of eyes on scene when you're not there. And it'll just, you know, if you're the ghost and you go through that and it pings you, you're spotted. And then everyone knows, okay, the ghost is in this section. So um, that was the one big thing, too, as far as, like, the grappling hook as well. Like, you're the Ghostbuster. you got to run up the stairs. you got to circle around this corridor. And to get over just to that one spot where somebody had just pinged the ghost, the ghost can just fly up or fly down and go to another section just like that. So having that little bit of extra time to get up there is always also a good advantage. But, again, man, that ghost is... uh. OP top tier. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I like any kind of game where you get gear upgrades and, uh, you know, attachments and things like that. And this game does have that. Like, the more you play, you're going to unlock new new gear that's going to help you and make you better. You're also going to unlock attachments and moder- like modifiers for your proton pack and your PKE meter and things like that, too. Where it's like, you know, you get longer arms on the PKE meter or you get a stronger blast, but you don't have as much range and things like that. So I really like that in the gear system, it allows you to customize how you want to play. Because then, and we did not get to the higher levels on this, but I mean, I can see with like Morgau and his buddies getting to a place where it's like, okay, I am the ghost buster. If I get my proton beam on this ghost, I'm going to land him in the trap. You know, Paul is the guy that can help find the ghost. You know, Ryan is the guy that can chase him down and make sure he doesn't get away or something like like I could see actually utilizing the different gear for different strategies and things like that. And I always like options. So, like that okay, let's talk about that for a little bit. So for gear customization, that's where you get to swap out like almost as if they were attachments to your gear. So there's four different pieces of gear that you can use. You have your particle thrower, your proton pack, your PKE meter and your ghost trap. So when you start in the beginning, everyone has the same basic gear, but then as you play more and more, you're going to be able to customize it the way you like to play. So one of the things I really like about this system is that in order to unlock certain options, you have to complete research contracts. And so you can see on a list, okay, if I want to unlock the ability to swap that part of my proton pack... I'm going to have to complete these objectives and it might be something like stun 16 ghosts with your PKE meter and do 2000 damage to riffs. So it gives you like a little bit of incentive to maybe play a certain way. So that way you get to unlock a piece of gear. It kind of helps break up a little bit of the monotony. And then of course, once you unlock that, you can go ahead and activate it. Now you're going to take on another research contract and start working on the next one. Um, I actually thought that that was a pretty fun system the only thing I would say against it is it's a little little bit like in Fortnite where you get your missions of the match. And now it's like, well, am I focusing so much on my missions that I'm putting myself at a disadvantage of winning the match? So I don't want someone to like ignore us trying to capture a ghost because they want to go do 2000 damage to a rift. But at the same time, I do like that it provides that extra, you know, flavor of the match of whatever you're trying to accomplish it provides progression and that way it's not just a 4v1 okay this ghost is terrible the ghostbusters won handily or vice versa at least you're there's something that you can kind of play towards and feel like you're making improvements to your guy and stuff like that <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that i was i may or may not have been playing Fortnite yesterday with my son and then i, I tell him hey hey jack come hold on i got i gotta get in this suv i gotta drive 200 200 meters in this SUV. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, is. what? Right? <laughs> it's oh, like, hold on, man. I got to do this. So that's funny you mentioned that. But yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I love all the, um, the different kind of attachments, the different gear customizations. I think that is what made a lot of cool features within the game because that showed heavily when I played Morgau and his friends because I was, you know, after you guys played for a while, I, you know, did my due diligence and I kept playing and, and I was feeling real good about myself as a ghost so i get on with them and they you can upgrade your trap so it has is longer battery 
uh, better or ghost, remote remote detonation. Yeah, remote detonation, yeah. ghost suction. Your uh, PKE emitter is a better stun. Your your uh, plasma blaster can hold on to the ghost better. All of these crazy things. I could get out of anything. I could go anywhere. I was, you know, because when you get caught in the tractor plasma cannon beam thing, uh, you can tap a button and you can break free as the ghost. I could do that no problem with anyone else. I got on with them. They're all max leveled, all tricked <laughs> out, and I was just in an, in an instant. Boom! They get me. Just throw me, and they're like, "Get this trash out of here." So yeah, it was it was very humbling, and it also shows how much like when you have a coordinated team like you guys said earlier and then the upgraded gear what that can do though to you know to to the gameplay so here you were beaten up on like the the little league baseball team oh, and yeah. all of a sudden you're going against major league pitchers yeah. it's a lot harder i felt i felt <laughs> yeah. real good about myself it'll humble you quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that's part of the fun of this kind of game and it, it's also part of the frustration though too is the problem because we played, I mean, we played all together. I think, you know, the three of us, we probably played 10 matches together. Yeah. If not a little bit more. And Ryan, I know you dove in a lot more than than Paul and I did with you. But I mean, even in that small sample set, we had terrible teammates as the Ghostbusters where you couldn't do anything. And the ghost basically just got to run around willy nilly and do whatever the heck the ghost wanted and eventually haunt the place. And there was nothing you could do. You know, we had ghosts that were really good and we couldn't ever find, you know, and so we spent 15 minutes of the match just running around going, where is this stupid ghost? Like, why can't we find him kind of thing? And that's not fun either. But then we would get good teammates and a good ghost. And it's like, oh, okay, this is the way this game's supposed to work. But then we'd get the crazy people that would like just show up out of the blue where we're playing one round. And there's a ghost that is just open mic talking the entire time. And it was the most odd, surreal gaming experience that I have had in a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like the fact that we got a story like that out of this game just is bananas, man. Like, all we can hear is this talking. And apparently the ghost can open mic talk to the Ghostbusters. So we're just hearing this nonstop prattle of a guy talking in the background with some like four-year-old kids singing into the microphone and just making noises. And we're like, what is that? Like what's going on? (laughs) I think they were playing like next to a TV or something. Cause they were, they had like Fox news or something in the background. Like you could tell from the cadence, like you couldn't necessarily make out all the words, but it was some kind of TV program. But then you hear like parents talking over it and it was just a hot mic the whole time. And you and I were, I mean, all three of us were like, what is going on in this match? And we did curb stomp that kid. That was a pretty we quick match. He gave himself away by open yeah. mic talking. We could the hear the direction that he was all the time. <laughs> yeah. But then we started just listening and being like, what is like, what is happening in this kid's world right now? Man? That's not an exclusive event either. I can say I put in probably... Uh, maybe 20-ish, almost 20-ish hours on my account, and then my son played as well, so I was playing with him, and then I'd hop over to the PlayStation and play there, so in probably another 10 or 15. It's very common with younger kids, hot mic, man, and you just got every background noise, parents yelling, uh, yelling at the dogs, yelling at the kids. It's just <laughs> open mic season on, on this game for sure. Oh, I hate that. If I'm in PUBG and someone's got an open mic, Mute. I just immediately quit. Oh, or yeah. mute yeah. yeah yeah 
I, I, I don't put up with it. <laughs> All right. The game does have some character customization. We don't have to spend very much time on it. It's pretty rudimentary, but you can swap out like hairstyle, hair color, a mustache, sideburns. You know, it's of its time. I, I will say um, I really loved my guy's flowing green hair. Uh, it was enormous. I just wanted to make myself look a little different. That way we knew like what Ghostbuster was who. So I felt like my giant wavy green hair kind of gave that away. Um, but other than that, I didn't feel much need to like swap out much on my character. Nah, it was kind of whatever. I had a pretty sweet flow. I had a pretty sweet flowing mullet. But uh, yep. <laughs> next time I got on, my, my son loved this feature because he would just every time I'd get on the game, my character looked different. And I'm like, dude, what'd you do? <laughs> so he very much enjoyed the customization. Probably why he likes like, you know, Fortnite and different things like that. He can kind of different skins. But yeah, it, it was something that was cool to have. But it's not like a main feature, I wouldn't think. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take our last break and then we'll come back and kind of summarize our thoughts on the game. All right. I guess there is one last thing that I should mention here. The game does have a story mode. The problem with this is that we all started playing at the same time and everyone just constantly talks. You So w- there was a 0% <laughs> chance any of us were going to be able to follow this story. Even when you guys were kind of mentioning the ghost tutorial, everyone's talking. And at the time, we, we also hopped on with Ace of Shame for a bit. And so I was trying to pay attention to the story at first. And finally, I just started skipping all the cutscenes. There are a total of five acts. Um, there is voice act work from Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd. So yeah. they did get the big guns. However, I don't know what this story is about. At some point, like Ernie Hudson's possessed by something and he's tied to a chair and I, I have no clue what's going on. I just saw little snippets. But if you're into the storytelling, there is a little bit of a campaign that you play through. And then once the story part is done, then you just keep playing matches from that point on. All right. So to just summarize our thoughts overall, did you guys have fun? Was it just meh? Did you think it was a bad game? What are your overall thoughts? I, this one's tough because I can see there being fun in this game. And when we played, I did have fun, but it feels like a game that just never quite caught on. And it's tough because I can see if you have five friends that are willing to pick it up and all play together, I think you're going to have a good time. And I think that's what Morgal kind of experienced with his friend group. Playing it with randoms and just trying to dive into this game, either as a solo player or even just you know with the, the three of us, I think it lends itself more to the awkward times and the poor matchmaking and the little kids that don't understand. And it's like any team-based game where you have to rely on other people, if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, it really detracts from that experience. And so I think we kind of experienced the highs of this game and the lows of this game. And while the highs were really fun and I really enjoyed being the ghost and going up against like you two. And I remember, I still remember the match where you two had like really good teammates and I thought I was going to whoop y'all as the ghost. And then I didn't. And then like, you know, probably towards the last three quarters of that match, you guys got your act together and just wrecked me after that. And so I think for me, it's just kind of meh, not because of the game itself, because I think there's a lot to enjoy on the game, but just the, you don't know what kind of experience you're going to encounter. 
And that's the problem because you're either going to have a really terrible time with this game or you're going to have a really good match that kind of says, hey, this is what this game could be, but that's few and far between unless you are bringing your own friend group. So for me, I think I found it kind of meh overall. What about you, Ryan? That's fair. No, I, I totally understand that. I know that some of the most fun I had was in the beginning when we all played together and we were just laughing as <laughs> look at all of Paul's chairs, you know, floating in the air and stuff. So <laughs> I, I get that. It, it's definitely, it doesn't hit the same when it's just randoms and you're just playing with people you're not, you don't know. Um, I, I, I will say I did, I put a lot of time into this game and I did enjoy myself a lot of the time. It was, it was kind of a 50, 50 shot, whether I'd have hot mics with little kids or a decent team. I loved being the ghost, so I would always just try to be the ghost. But you know, either way, you you would you would get thrown into the middle of matches a lot too. So oh yeah, you yeah, know yeah. you would mm-hmm. you would get. I just don't think there's back a, backfill. Yeah, big enough of a player base where people back out and stuff. So you just get thrown into the middle of a match. But it also kind of made a challenging aspect for me. So okay, I only got two guys worth a dang. You know, I'm, let's capture this ghost. You know, <laughs> these other this other kids just running in circles shooting everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna still capture this ghost and win, and then I have like a, a little victory to myself. So, I, I I did enjoy it. I thought there was a lot of really neat aspects to it. I thought the map kind of depth was was cool. Um, the prison, the the library or the museum, and you know all these different areas. I thought had a lot of cool little features throughout them. So overall, I thought it was a, a really good game not great but it was it was a very good game and i could see how somebody with the right player base and a group of friends could just grow to absolutely love this if they kind of all play it together yeah so when we recorded the pre-dive i had mentioned that i don't like asymmetrical games in general i've played dead by daylight i tried um friday the 13th i mean i do enjoy keep talking and everyone explodes and among us, but those are almost like a different, that's more of like a party game than an asymmetrical game. So I was kind of curious to see if this one would grab me because none of the other ones did. I will say that this game, there was a lot that impressed me. I had zero bugs and glitches. It ran very smoothly. It was a little deeper than I thought it would be with the contracts and the gear customization and the leveling up. There was a little bit more to it than I thought there would be. And I thought that all that stuff ran really great. So I don't think it's the game's fault. I kind of had overall a meh experience, but I think that's just more that this is just not my genre. This is not a game made for me. So I don't know that there's an asymmetrical game out there that I would like because out of all the ones I've tried, it's just not my jam. And I don't think that's Ghostbusters fault. It's just my personal preference. Now on the pre-dive, which I did listen to before we recorded this, Josh, you explicitly said, now Ryan, if Paul and I play a few matches and we go cool, but have fun, Ryan, you're the one that has to play this. And that's kind of exactly what happened. Josh and I, we played a lot, but we did kind of bail on Ryan after those, whatever, you know, 10 to 15 matches. It was kind of, all right, Ryan, go with God, have fun. Tell us, (laughs) tell us your final thoughts. That is, that is definitely what happened. I did also just literally uh, a few days ago, I was messing around with some stuff and I'm like, Hey, Paul. I, I'm on this one guy. Do you want to help me beat him? And he goes, uh, not really. 
It's definitely a no for me, dog. <laughs> that was I'm exactly. Good. I'm good. Yeah, totally yeah. lukewarm. Like I, I would not say I disliked this game. It's it just doesn't really provide what I'm looking for in multiplayer experiences. It, there there were some high highs, like Josh mentioned, and some low lows. On the whole, I don't think this is a game that I would pop back into. Even if you guys were both like, "Hey, we got two of us on. Do you want to join?" I'd probably be like, mm, "Only if I was really bored." <laughs> I, legitimately, I in this bears mentioning again because I don't think there's anything wrong with the game itself in no, this case. Nothing. Like li- like I, the game does everything kind of right, man. It's yeah, you know it's totally fun. Agree. It's got progression. It's got customization. It can provide laughs and things like that. I think part of the problem is kind of like what happened with Titanfall. This is a multiplayer game with no player base. And the problem with that is like, I'm looking right now, there are 12 people playing this game on Steam right now. I, I mean, the, that's you a problem. Need, you need people to be playing an asymmetrical multiplayer game to have good matches and things like that. So I almost wonder if this game just didn't, it's it's kind of like DOA at this point. And that's a little sad because there is a decent game to be had, but I just don't see anybody picking this game up right now on a whim and then finding themselves having like a great experience with it. Again, if you have five people that are willing to pick it up and commit to it, I think there's a lot of fun to be had there because it's not the game's fault. It's just that it relies on having a certain number of players and it doesn't have that. So it's either going to fill it with bots or it's going to fill it with small children whose parents bought in this game, not understanding what it is. And now you're in like an open mic situation or something like that. And, and, and again, the game itself is fine. It's just that it has no player base and that detracts from other aspects of it. Unfortunately, a little bit like how much we loved the original iteration of the cycle, but because there were only, 21 of us <laughs> on yeah. at any given moment you know it's just not it's gonna be tough long term maybe maybe these asymmetrical games you just have to play at release when everyone's at the same level and leveling up together that's probably the best way to experience a game like this yeah. trying to hop in now is maybe just a little bit too late even though the game's not been out very long but just the fact that the player base is kind of small that's just where you get those you know really good or really bad matches All right. Now, we also made some predictions about where this would go on our leaderboards. I don't know if both of you guys want to put it on your leaderboard or not. I kind of feel like I probably didn't play it enough, Um, but I'll still kind of tell you like what my inkling is at this point. Josh, you said, and I thought this was very funny because even in the moment you said, (laughs) I'm being optimistic. I'm probably going to eat my words, but you thought that you would have this above Among Us at number 63 on your leaderboard. So if our listeners don't know, you can go did to videogamerspod.com. Did, did, did I say that? 63? Did, yeah, you said 63. Really? Wow, okay. So <laughs> at videogamerspod.com, we each have a leaderboard of every game that we've done a deep dive on. And it's kind of like, you know, where do we rank this game against all the others? So Josh, you were thinking you might have it around the likes of Among Us, RimWorld, High on Life, Killing Floor 2, did that end up being the case or would you end up having it above or below that? I will just say this. I'm with you, Paul, where I did not play enough of this. I mean, we played, uh, honestly, 10 to 15 matches total. And then you and I both bailed out. And I will say that while I can appreciate what the game is, I don't think I played enough to like officially rank this game. Yeah. 
Because, again, you know, I don't want to slander it and then say, hey, this game's not fun. And then it's like, well, you never really got to experience it in its heyday or at the height of things or when you get this gear, it really opens things up and stuff like that. I will say that I don't want to officially rank it, but if I had to, it's probably going to be in the mid 90s for me. Like at that point, it's just too wide of a swing with getting good teammates or getting bad teammates or getting bots. And and it affects both sides. If you're the ghost and you don't have good Ghostbusters, it is a long 20 minute match of sheer boredom with people that don't know what they're doing. And it's the exact same thing with the Ghostbusters. You know, if, if you don't have a good team and you have a ghost that knows what they're doing on the flip side with the kid that had the open mic, that wasn't fun either. It was a seven minute match and all we did was just chase him down and then just trap him. And so I, I, there's just too much variance there and, and it tends to lead towards the not fun side of things more often than it leads towards the fun side for me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going to put it below humanity. Um, I was actually using Left 4 Dead 2 as my reference point, and I will play Left 4 Dead 2 over this game. That was for Paul. That one was for Paul. Yeah. I I don't know how Ryan turned so hard (laughs) against humanity. I feel like now Ryan is using it as like the baseline for worst game ever made. That's good. You need that. It's such a good game. Who picked that one? That was Madness, right? Didn't Madness pick that for for his legendary? Maybe. Oh, poor humanity. I love humanity. Yeah. Similarly, I actually predicted higher than Josh. I thought I would have it near Killing Floor 2, around 56. I would definitely have it a bit lower. I would not go nearly as low as Josh. I've always kind of said, once you hit the 80s for me, that's when I say I actively dislike playing this game. I did not feel that way about Ghostbusters. I would probably have it somewhere in the early 70s, kind of like below Deathloop, It Takes Two, and I would have it pretty close to like Knockout City, The Cave, 12 Minutes, I'd have it in that range. I had fun with it at times, but just nothing all that special, you know, kind of like a six to 6.5 out of 10, you know, not bad, but nothing to write home about. Ryan, you're the one that gets to officially place this. Your leaderboard is a little bit shorter because you joined our show, you know, uh, less than a year ago. You've got 34 games on your leaderboard. You thought it would end up close to Subnautica or Halo Infinite at 20 or 21. Where are you going to officially place Ghostbusters? Dang, I'm pretty spot on with that. Um, where I'm gonna go because I I I did with the amount of hours I put in, and and once I finally kind of got what the game was about, and you you look past the other little things that we talked about, um, I did really enjoy this game. So I'm gonna put it at twenty, so just below Deep Rock. I thought Deep Rock was just a little bit better. Um, I, I enjoyed it just a little bit more, but I, I did really enjoy this Ghostbusters game. Thank you, Morgal, for the pick. It's a game I never, ever would have played on my own, but it was a cool experience, and it was cool to play with my son. I know you'd mentioned that's part of the reason that you picked it. So I um, I had a blast overall, and I, you know, if I, unlike these guys, if somebody, like even Morgal, if they hit me up, hey, you want to play again, you know, I'd I booted up. So it was it was something cool. It was something different. I'm not a big asymmetrical guy, but um it was a lot of, there's a lot of fun to be had if you have it in the kind of the right kind of setup. Yeah. I think you have to have the right friend group that's committed to playing with you. Yep. And you're going to have a much better time. I think that's totally fair. All right. Any closing thoughts? Anything else to say about the game? I, I think we did a pretty good job hitting all the major mechanics and whatnot. 
Yeah. Um, Ryan, I noticed you have Subnautica 22. Do you want to move that up any? Like that, above that sounds, Ghostbusters? That sounds, that sounds about right. No. I'm just curious. It'll, you know, just, just it'll wondering. probably just keep sinking like my ship. Dang it. Dang just it. like the yep. Atlas? Is that, that what it was called? It's I don't know. Crime. Whatever it was. It's a crime. The Cyclops. <laughs> Cyclops. Cyclops. Yeah, go. yeah. Oh, who would have thought you have to bring more batteries? <laughs> I was going to say something similar, Josh. Does that hurt your heart a little it really, bit seeing it, it above I mean, Subnautica? I, no shade to Ghostbusters, Spirits Unleashed, but to have that game above Hollow Knight and Subnautica, to me, it it really does plunge a cursed dagger into my soul. Listen, I'm a multiplayer guy. You know that. You are. You are. I love That's it. true. So. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to say thank you once again to Morgal for going legendary. We love having you in our server, you know, we really appreciate all the support you've shown the show. We want to say thank you to all of our listeners for checking out this episode. As a reminder, please take a moment to rate our show five stars, leave a written review in Apple Podcasts, swing by multiplayersquad.com, sign up for Patreon with those bonus episodes, and make sure to hit the follow button. That way, none of our episodes pass you by. Uh, I think that covers everything here for today. So thank you so much to everyone. Until next time, happy gaming. See ya! I've been slimed! (laughs) See ya, everybody!